now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show hey guys we have a new sponsor for the type 1 lifting podcast the company's called Liberté Lifestyle so Liberté is a French word meaning freedom and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, Love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I've had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com. Uh, check out what they have in the store. Use the promo code type one and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I have a very special guest. Uh, his name is a CrossFit athlete. His name is Matt DeLugos. How's it going? Good, man. It's great. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. So um, I was doing a lot of research on you, and I was mainly uh, able to do some research via podcast because it's a lot easier for me to drive back and forth and to kind of listen to what other people ask you questions. So you've been on a couple podcasts. So what do you think about podcasting, and have you gotten like comfortable doing them? Um, it kind of depends. I think that you know different people do podcasts different ways. Um, I like the type that it's a little more laid back and a little bit more, you know, uh, conversational instead of like the typical, like, Hey, here's a question. Here's the answer. Next question. Um, you know, like I, I like to talk and I like to listen as much as, you know, as much as anybody else. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit different and I guess it just kind of depends, uh, on, on the person, but I think that I'm getting more comfortable at least like sharing about myself and, um, you know, being able to figure out my thoughts and put them in the answer stuff. So. Yeah. So I'm one of your big, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans because I myself am a taller individual. So I'm six, six. Oh, so, wow. And I do CrossFit. So, you know, I, I saw you originally um, at the West coast classic last year and I was like, okay, here's, here's this dude that's like my height and you know, it's someone to root for. Cause like, I always like rooting for the taller guys like Royce Dunn, you know, Brent mm-hmm. Frakowski and like all those kind of guys. So, so roughly like to the audience, like how tall are you? I am six foot four. Um, definitely with shoes on. You know, I like the back in the back in the basketball days. You like to kind of pump yourself up a little bit. Yep. yep. Um, 
and now that I'm in CrossFit, it's like you, you almost do the opposite. I'm like trying to get myself down, but I can't escape it. I'm six four with shoes on. Yeah. Well, technically, don't you shrink a little bit with all that back squatting and Olympic weightlifting anyway? I mean, a little bit. You would think so. Um, <laughs> Justin's been having us do some like heavy yoke carries as well. So just putting that 600 pounds on your back, like that'll that'll definitely take you down a little bit <laughs> no i hear you like i was six six and then i'm like measure myself i'm like six five i'm like there's no way granted i'm 42 so i'm getting older and i'm starting to shrink a little bit i guess but it's like no there's no way all this squatting has made me shorter no there's no That's way <laughs> but um but yeah so um you're originally from uh morgantown west virginia so um what was what was it like like living in a pretty much like a party you know, party psychology area. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really interesting question. And I wish that I could answer better, but I didn't even really experience a lot of that, um, that party scene. Um, I was lucky enough, you know, I was raised in a really good family. Um, they taught me some pretty good morals and, and everything like that. And then whenever I got into college, I actually started doing CrossFit. So I kind of like drank the Kool-Aid early and really decided that I wanted to try to put an emphasis on health and fitness. So, you know, with that, like partying, drinking, going out until however late, like that stuff doesn't always align. Um, I didn't know that I wanted to be a competitor at that point. I just knew that I wanted to, you know, start to take my health seriously, um, you know, see what my body can do, see what it was capable of and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, like I said, I wish that I could answer a little bit better, but um, that, that life wasn't really for me. Yeah, but you had like a couple days here and there that you would actually have a couple drinks and stuff. Um, you know what I found now is that like it's it's very occasional that I will have a drink. Um, usually it's it's some kind of a celebration. Like typically after any kind of competition, like out in Miami after Waterpalooza, um, after West Coast out here, you know, or even like ending quarterfinals, um, you know, ending the open things like that that's typically where I'll, I'll start to, you know, kind of have some fun and enjoy myself. But yeah, for the most part, this is not my cup of tea. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I kind of, I'm, I'm at the point I'm at like maybe one drink a week. I'm usually like on a Friday or something like that. But then it's like realizing like the next day you just feel like garbage. And it's just like, is it really worth like that one drink just to kind of make you a little bit more relaxed to like, to feel it the next day? Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, like, this sounds terrible, but I would rather, like, if I'm going to drink, I would rather celebrate, go all out, have a great time, um, rather than just, like, you know, have a drink here, have a drink there, because I know how it affects my training, I know how I'll feel the next day, and how I'll recover, and all that, so, yeah, it's just not... Yeah, so you said... you greatest for all that stuff. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I'm, I'm at the point where, like, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm friends with uh, Matt O'Keefe. And so I've known him for like actually like 20 years because I'm originally from Massachusetts and that's how I met him like at, at one of the bars I used oh to my. work at. And so like he was telling me he's actually like, you know, I think it's like 11 years sober right now. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I really think it's about that time to get to that level. Yeah, that's amazing. 11 years sober is incredible. Yeah. That's yeah, a great I, story. How, how is that? I, I guess like, this isn't a typical interview style, but no, I'm ask you, what's that like to see him go from, you know, wherever you guys were at 20 years ago or however long ago, um, all the way into where he's at now. That's gotta be. Oh yeah. So, so when I first met him, he was working at a car dealership for as like family's car dealership for a little while. I think it was like a Chevy, uh, a Chevy dealership. And so he would, he would come like every weekend and this, he, this is like prior to kids and stuff like that. This is like when, 
I was just about to like leave for the military and everything, but like he would come like every weekend and he was one of the nicest dudes. Um, and then pretty much what would happen is, you know, if, if we got in trouble or something like that, or if anything, you know, if we needed help or something like that at the bar, he would come and help out. And he was like always there and I, you know, always was like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, making sure that he's okay. And then I, I when I went to the air force, I was out for like seven years. So I didn't see him for seven years. And all of a sudden, like I started getting to CrossFit and then all of a sudden I see the, his picture with like Matt Fraser and like all these other people. And I'm like, wait a second. I think I know this guy. Cause he was a lot heavier back in the day too. Yeah. And so I was like looking at him and then all of a sudden, like I saw him, I saw him on an Instagram post with my buddy's, uh, my buddy's wedding and it was him. And so like they tagged him and I was like, oh shit, I know this dude. And so yeah. I, I had him on, I had him on my podcast last year and he was like, I know you from somewhere. Cause I haven't talked to him ever since I left for the air force. And that was, you know, a while. And, uh, I'm like, Dylan's that's the bar he worked at. And he's like, Oh, okay. I know who you are. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's amazing to see like from him being a car salesman to now being a sports, like a CrossFit athlete agent to running loud and live. And then like now running eight, you know, HWPO it's, it's, it's insane. Like the amount of growth he's had since he's been doing CrossFit. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's, that's nuts. And that's just really cool. Uh, how full circle everything comes, like how, you know, you, you guys knew each other way back then, or, you know, you ran into him back then. And he is now like, it's just, that's a crazy, really cool story. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, and then, like I, I email him once in a while, like you know, hey, good luck on like you know, you know, Wadapalooza. I'm hopefully no one drowns because I know he gets like really stressed out like during like the swimming event, which I would be too. But like he's yeah. always like he always responds back too, and it's awesome. Like and, and like if he doesn't respond back, like or schedule something, like his assistant will be there, and she's super helpful too as well. And she actually connected to me with another. Um, I think she connected me with a fellow diabetic too that I interviewed on my podcast. So that's awesome. Yeah. And they're, 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 he's super nice. So I've never had any, you know, bad things to say about him, like one vid. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, back to CrossFit. So, uh, yeah, you, sorry. so you, no, no, it's, it's all good. All good. Um, so I know you said you started at CrossFit in West Virginia. So like what made you get involved with CrossFit or start doing CrossFit? Yeah. This is a great story. So, um, my mom is actually the one who got me into CrossFit. Um, I, you know, I graduated high school, started going to classes in college. Um, wasn't really doing anything else. I was just going to class, not working out. I wasn't taking my health seriously. Like I said, I wasn't taking nutrition seriously. Um, I was just kind of being lazy. And I remember I tried to go to the gym one day and do, something it was like back squats and i just like could not do a like i couldn't figure out how to do a squat it sounds like the weirdest thing but i just remember like loading the bar up on my back and i had like lifted before but i like i had like 135 on there and just like nothing felt right like nothing felt good um and i was like hey mom you know would you be able to help me out like can you connect me with somebody you know whatever um she gets me in contact with the crossfit coach and i go in during some off hours and just like haven't you know, put me through some back squat work, you know, he starts to put me through some workouts after a couple of weeks. And then it was like, he kind of was the one who was like, <laughs> you know, pouring me the Kool-Aid a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, and one day, one day I went in with my mom and it was like right around class time and I was just going to do my own thing. 
And they were like, oh, like, and, and the guy who was coaching me was also coaching the class. And they were like, oh, come on, like, let's do the workout. Let's, you know, do, I think it was like six minute AMRAP of 12 kettlebell swings and six burpees. And then you rested and did it again. And I remember like almost throwing up after the first one and then just like <laughs> doing whatever I could on the second. Um, and it was literally like that. It was like after I drank, after I did that workout, I was like, all right, I'm coming back. And it was just like every day after that, I would go back in uh, with her. So, yeah, that's kind of my my start story. Very cool, very cool. And uh, obviously, like you being a taller athlete, like what were some of the things you had trouble like starting out with when you first started CrossFit? Yeah, a lot. Um, all the handstand stuff, it took me a really long time to get all that. Um, a lot of the gymnastics, like, you know, I could pick up the machines pretty easily, like rowing and, and biking and things like that. The lifts. Um, I was lucky enough early on to have an Olympic weightlifting coach in our gym. So I was able to learn a lot of the good technique to be able to help me to get to where I'm at now. And then, yeah, just all the other gymnastics, all the other skills that took so long. I mean, you know how it is like yeah. trying to get, trying to figure out, like you watch somebody do a mu like a muscle up, like a ring muscle up. And you're like, okay, I see what they're doing. I see how it should look. And then you do it. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? Like you know, <laughs> your legs are swinging all the way up and you're like, I, and, I, and I was like, how does this person make it look so easy? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've, I've done some work. Well, so for me, like obviously the handstand pushers was like a, a hard, you know, thing to do because like obviously long levers and even for me, like what else, like the Olympic lifts I had trouble with this, like the snatch. Cause like I'm literally pulling the bar almost like seven and a half feet up in the air. Like, you know, my hands, I could touch, I could touch the bottom of the net with my hands. And so yeah. it's like just pulling that weight all the way up over my head. And it was like, just so challenging, but then like obviously making these things, you know, these weaknesses into like kind of almost a strength. Like I, I love, I love lifting heavy, but like I still have trouble with the gymnastics stuff because obviously you had it with the West coast classic, but the bars, I'm not going to beat a dead horse about mm -hmm. that thing. But, um, but like pretty much like the bars at the gym that I'm at, it's like, they're all low. And so it's just kind of like managing that pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I've been lucky enough, like, at the couple of gyms that I've been at, I've had, like, super tall bars, like, all the way, you know, it's like, nobody ever uses it until I come in and, and I start to use it, but, yeah, you, you start to get used to that kind of stuff, but definitely, definitely a big learning curve, yeah, with the lifting, especially, because we are so long, like, all the timing on everything is just completely off, and, like, even to have somebody coach you, like, they kind of have to like they really have to know what they're doing to make it applicable to like a tall athlete, mm -hmm. you know, like something that you're going to tell somebody who's five foot four, isn't what you're going to tell somebody who's, you know, as, as six foot four, right? Like it's just the, the dynamics aren't exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. So, um, when, when you started doing CrossFit, when did you realize like, Hey, I'm starting to get really good at this and I can maybe do something with it. Dude, I don't know. Um, honestly, it wasn't until like West Coast Classic last year that I was like, oh, okay, like you've got what it takes to hang. You know, I, like, I, I believe that I have what it takes to hang there. Like, um, but it probably wasn't until then that I, that I really like realized what I'm doing is working. And, mm -hmm. and that if I like, if I keep pushing all my chips in, um, the, the way that I'm kind of looking across it and like my competitive, uh, career is that, you know, I'm kind of just getting started. Like this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. And so like, I, I hope that I have a long time left and 
you know, so like understanding that things take time and, and that patience is needed for that growth, um, but also having the confidence to go into any competition from now on and be like, okay, you know, these guys that you used to, not that I don't look up to them anymore, but like they used to be all the way up here and now you're taking the floor with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a really, that's a really cool uh, journey that, that I've, that I've been able to go through and just to, to get to the point that I'm at and know that there's still more to go. Um, that's what really fires me up. Very cool. Very cool. And then um, you, you worked at OPEX for a little while too. So I yeah. obviously like, I don't want you to like, I'm not bashing them or anything like that. I mean, OPEX, they, they do great things for helping people out. So um, you were a coach there for a little while too and training. So what, what did, how did OPEX help you out become uh, to become a better CrossFit athlete? Yeah. So, Oh, to become a better athlete. Great or, or, or even coaching too. So, cause I know you're a coach right now as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it kind of helped me more. Well, actually, let me take you through the whole story of how I've like gotten yeah. in with OPEX and, and whatever. So I started with a coach um, because I was kind of in the boat, like that I'm sure everybody finds themselves in where it's like, Hey, I need some more work. I need it to be personalized because there's, you know, these five movements that I can't do if they come up in a workout and I don't know how to get better at them, like whatever I'm doing isn't working. Um, I need to figure out something that's going to work and figure out somebody who's going to help me do that. And so I found a, a coach, his name was Brian St. Andrews, great guy, love him, still talk to him to this day. Um, we started working together and we worked together for probably two or three years. And it was just, it was just that idea that like, if you want to start to progress as an athlete, you have to focus on your weaknesses. Like you can't, especially now this was, this was four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And even then the same things were true. Like if you wanted to be a good athlete, you had to make sure that you had no holes in your game. Um, now it's to the point where it's like, you can't have even like a scratch in your game, right? Like everybody's at a super high level. And to get to that top 1% of the 1%, you really have to make sure everything is covered. So just having a coach and knowing that, um, you know, knowing and putting the trust into somebody else that they're going to take care of you and they're going to lead you to where you want to get to. Um, I think that that was really helpful for me learning from a young age because I could see where some athletes might be like, oh, well, I know what's best. I know my body. I know this mm-hmm. and that, you know, but when you can take that off of your plate and that's not a responsibility of yours anymore to sit down and write programming or to, you know, to figure out, oh, what am I going to do this week or what's my back fun this week? Um, you know, and, and you let somebody else, you, you trust somebody else to really like take that wheel for you or, or take the reins and like, Hey, this is where we're going to do. This is where you're going to go. And like, now for me, all I have to do is put everything into the program, right? Like I wake up, I already have my workouts for the day. I just have to go into the gym and put everything I can into that. Um, so that's kind of how it helped me as a, as an athlete, as a coach, you know, it, it again, same thing, like you understand that each person, each athlete is coming from a different starting point and wanting to get to a different ending point. And Mm -hmm. so being able to understand how to connect with a athlete or with a client, um, you know, how to communicate with them, how to help them towards their goals based on where they're at, like all of that stuff I've learned, you know, over the years, but it started with OPEX and it started with that understanding between me and my coach. And now it's kind of blossomed to where I'm trying to do the same thing that he did for me. Very cool. And so with, um, I know that you now you're with underdog athletics. And so, um, you know, I, I do understand. Cause like I, sometimes you see like a lot of CrossFit athletes move from like one camp to another and it's like, you know, 
their time for the first camp is this like, okay, I need something a little bit different because it's, it worked for a little while, but now it's not working out. So how did, how did I know, I know with uh, Justin, you, you've met with him before, but like, what was the end deal? Cause like, there's a whole bunch of other programs out there that you could have choose, like, cho- like, you know, you could have picked from what made you yeah. decide to do underdog athletics? Um, I mean, really it was just the connection that Justin and I made. Um, I'm, I'm very much a person that puts relationships above a lot of other things. And like, if you are somebody that I trust, then I'm going to fully trust you. Um, and Justin was just like that, you know, like from the first time that we met, um, and then over the, over the years, just in the different ways that he's kind of mentored and led me and and helped me along different, um, different points in my life and helped me through different things you know, like that kind of gave me the trust. Like whenever, whenever we were discussing me moving across the country to come out here and join this training camp, like whenever, whenever he is giving me like his, maybe not blessing, but just whenever he's saying, Hey, I think this could be a really good thing for you. I think this will be, mm-hmm. you know, very helpful for what you want to do. That like I don't take that lightly coming from him, you know, like I, I take that with, um, with a lot of, uh, I put a lot of, I put a lot, I put more weight on it, I guess, knowing that it comes from him and knowing that he has my best intention in mind. Um, and so that part made it super easy. And that's what's like continued to, I mean, like, I, I don't know that I would ever, this is early on in my career, but I don't know that I would ever leave just because I know how much Justin cares about each one of us inside and outside of the gym. Um, and I know what he's putting into us. And so like that level of care I feel like is unmatched and like, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to grow with a different coach. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So how does he connect with you? Like at a personal level compared to being an athlete? Um, you know, the cool thing about our relationship is that it started before he was my actual coach. Mm-hmm. And so he's been able to see me go through a couple of different things in life. Um, you know, whether it's the highs of like, graduating and and you know making the move across the country and doing some of these things that i want to do like you know making it to west coast or granite games um as well as the downsides like he's you know been with me through a couple breakups now like he's been with me just through some tough times being out here being alone and i say all that to mean that you know him and i have this understanding before we even started working together and so he knows what fires me up he knows what motivates me he knows you know, when I need some space to go through things on my own or when I can, when he can step in and and give me some guidance. And so being able to do that outside of CrossFit at first, like it just made that transition into the gym so much easier, you know, because then he gets to see me work out every day, but he also gets to see me, you know, not that I struggle with things, but like if I am struggling in the gym or if I am, you know, having those high highs, like he's able to kind of ride with me along the way. Okay. And obviously you have some amazing CrossFit athletes in the camp in Vegas. Um, so how have like, you know, Carrie, Bethany, Danielle, you know, Tolo and the rest of the crew, like how has like each of those athletes helped you become a better CrossFit athlete? Yeah, that's a good question. It was funny. I, I don't know if you saw me, but I, I waved Danielle just walked by. Okay. It's, it's cool. We have this little, like we have this little, not like compound, but we just kind of all live close to each other and um, a couple of us like we literally live right next door so uh that part's pretty cool but you know just being able to see the level that these guys work at um that's been super helpful for me to be able to say okay this is what i need to be doing if this is the level i want to get to 
um, you know, everybody's in their day in and day out pushing hard in the gym. And like, it's easy to get caught up in results um, and say like, oh, well, Danielle pushes me to be better at this workout and Carrie pushes me to be better here. Cause like, that's a given, right? Like mm-hmm. you're anytime you're with people, you're going to push. Um, but like as a tall athlete, I can't always compare myself to Carrie. I can't always be like, okay, yeah, we got a strict handstand pushup workout. Awesome. <laughs> no I, way. No way. Minutes, yeah. Like, Carrie, cool. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but being able to kind of pick them apart and pick up, you know, pick up on the things that they do. Um, Carrie has been an awesome mental coach for me. Like having her in the corner of underdogs has been super helpful for me. Um, and I, and I just try to pick her mind on like, okay, Hey, how do you go into this workout? Like, what are you telling yourself whenever this gets hard or, um, you know, you're going through a competition weekend, like what's going through your mind as you place first on one event and, you know, 300th on another event, you know, in mm-hmm. quarterfinals or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then, like I said, just being able to pick up on like their day-to-day routines. These guys are machines. Like they're, they're professional athletes, like very much so. Um, and just seeing the level of dedication that they put into their craft, that for me had, was like a big wake up call. You know, it was like, I was doing my own thing and kind of feeling like I was doing well, but looking back on it, just kind of getting by. Um, and now that I've been able to see like, okay, this is what the process looks like to become a games athlete. Now I've been able to kind of build up my life and my routines and my patterns to be able to, to get myself towards my goal. Okay. Very cool. So, um, I've, you know, I've, I've heard Daniel Brandon's into mining Bitcoin now. So for, for, (laughs) so are you getting involved with that too? No, no, no Bitcoin mining for me. (laughs) We gotta, we gotta tease Danielle. Um, she's, she's fallen for a couple of those, those scams now. This is, this is, I think her second one, second or third in my memory, like in recent memory that this has happened. So that girl, somebody's got to get on her Instagram and just like block everybody, block all the new messages or something like that. I, I can't, you know what? I always, I always tell like the, like the female like athletes and I, I, probably with you too. Like, I can't imagine the DMS that they get. And I can't imagine the DMS because you got a big following too, as well. It's like, like what are the DMS that you typically get and like, or compared to them, do they tell you what you get that what they get? Um, they don't tell me what they get. I I've asked a couple of times just to be like, yeah, what's like the craziest DM that you get? Um, and told me some off the wall stuff. I definitely have not reached that level yet, but um, I, I don't know. The ones that I get are usually very, very positive and like, Hey, you know, I see you crushing it in this or Hey, like you're repping for the tall boys. Like, thank you. Keep it up. Um, you know, different messages like that, but mm nothing nothing to what i can imagine that these girls get <laughs> yeah i have I've, I've had some athletes on here that i have like at least like half a million followings like half a million half a million followers on like instagram and like they've told me stories and it's just like jeez it's it's bad like even my wife so backstory with that i, I met my wife through uh match.com like back when it was like very like taboo before it was even a cool thing and so yeah. she, she was telling me all like the the messages and everything about like you know like people meeting out meeting with her and it was just like shaking my head the whole time i'm like i can't believe people actually write this shit to you yeah that's what i don't understand like like what what would possess you to write something like that to somebody like do you do you write it and think in your mind like oh yeah they'll respond to this oh yeah they'll say something back like what 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, even on social media too, where, where like you have people like just shit posting on like Twitter, just like, just, they just like, uh, you know, just writing comments and just trying to get get like a jab out of somebody, like, you know, jab at somebody. And it's just like, really what's, 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 what's it worth? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get that. And I know like, I mean, cause I, I've, like I think that these girls have been at that level for a while now to where they it's not as big of a deal to them but like I couldn't imagine just having people like troll you or having people like write you know like you said like write shit comments and write you know write things just to try to get a rise out of you like or like like put you down or not maybe not put you down but like to say things negatively like that that must be tough to deal with and I can imagine as a female you know that would probably be a tough thing to to try to handle like being a, a high level athlete and then having to deal with all the, you know, negative commentary that comes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, if it, can you just imagine if like social media wasn't around right now? Yeah. Be nuts. I don't know. I think that a lot of us would be out of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. True. Um, uh, yeah. So I know I, I did read a thing on morning chalk up there about like Bethany um, have to have to like, you know, fall out for like the quarterfinals and everything because of her back so yeah. was that was like was that like a really like a deep blow for the whole underdogs athletic team yeah it was um you know going through quarterfinals you do or just going through our year you have to be selfish you know you're, you're really at the end of the day looking out for yourself and making sure that you know you're in the best opportunity that you can be in um but with that being said, like, you know, Carrie last year was a, just one of the best leaders that we I've ever experienced. Like just the way that she would carry herself, like through our sessions and through our weeks of training, um, you know, she, she brought out like the best level in us. And it wasn't even that verbal, right? Like she wasn't even like, Hey, come on, like we got to do this and, you know, getting us to rally and, you know, doing like a three, two, one go, like, there's nothing like that. It was just the way that the, the air that she brought into the room, you know, like she just demanded that next level. And so whenever she had retired and, and not spent as much time in the gym, that torch got passed to Bethany. And it was the same way where like when Bethany showed up, like you knew, like it was time to like tie the shoes and, and let's get rolling. Like that. Yep. it was time to get serious. Um, and so, you know, just knowing also the level of, attention that she puts into everything and to have it be something that's like as uncontrolled as it is, you know, like she had put so much time into recovery. She was warming up for an hour. She would cool down for so long. Like she would do all the accessory work, see the right people, like do the right thing. And to have something like this, that's just, you know, continued to plague her over the years and like come up and, and bite right at quarterfinals. Like, especially kind of coming after, after last year, you know, mm-hmm. like being able to watch her crush West coast, but then not be able to compete at the games. You're like, okay, next year's her year. Like she's just going to go off. And then this year comes and it's like, fuck, her back yeah. goes out. Yep. So it, it definitely took some air out of the room when you saw her hit the ground um, or when you saw her, you know, kind of uh, in pain there, you know, and, and you try to go on, but, you also have to know that like she's she's dealing with that stuff however she needs to be dealing with it and you know the the best thing that you can do is just let her know that she's that you're there for her um but yeah man and it's been tough you know like rightfully so she hasn't been 
in the gym as much. Um, and so that's like, that's been kind of tough to see because like we went from having, you know, Carrie and Bethany and, you know, Tola was also here with us last year. Um, and now, you know, Tola's gone overseas and Carrie's retired and now Bethany's kind of, you know, not spending as much time in the gym. Um, it's, it's definitely tough, but kind of like we were talking about earlier, you can still try to pull those things that they did um, and put them into practice. And whether it's, it's on a leadership standpoint or if it's just on your day-to-day, you know, how you're handling things, that's what I, I try to do is like take what they're doing um, or, or what they did and that they were and who they brought out in others and try to try to do that. Okay. Okay. So, did did you wish? Tough, yeah. yeah. Did you wish that Carrie did another year? Hell yeah! I wish Carrie did like ten more years. She's yeah. a stud. It's so stupid. She'll come into the gym and I'll be like, "Oh, Carrie, like what you been up to?" She's like, "Oh yeah, been working out for like an hour, hour and a half a day, like just running, doing some burpees, whatever." She'll jump into a workout with us and just fucking smash us, like blow <laughs> us all away. And we're just like Carrie. We thought you were tired. Like, what are you doing? Oh. She's just so good, dude. And like I said, the 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 atmosphere whenever she's in the gym changes. Like she just brings a different kind of like energy that's so good and so fun to be around. So like I love seeing her whenever she's in the gym. I would give another year, but I definitely understand. Like you know, she's given a lot to this. Sport and she's done a lot with the sport. Yeah. So if she wants to take a break, she can take a break. Like she's been busting her ass. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually had her on my podcast yeah. um, a while back ago, and I that to be honest with you, like that was the most nervous I was out of anybody. Because like I so like she went to Michigan. I'm a big University of Michigan fan, and so obviously like you know, like I didn't go to Michigan at all. I I just been a big fan because Massachusetts doesn't really have college sports teams. Um, like you know, anyway. So mm-hmm. I met her, and it was just like, oh my god, like I can't believe I've. God, I, I, I'm always in awe of like the people I have on my podcast, but I was like, I can't believe I have Kara Pierce. Like I'm talking to her right now. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's, and like, and she's so cool. And it's like, she's like, I'm just like another person, you know, just, just, just want to talk. That's it. Yeah. That's literally how she acts. Like she just acts cool as a cucumber, like normal as can be like all it's, it's crazy to say this stuff. Um, just because as a young, you know, small town kid, like you would not think that these were going to be things that you're doing, but I have a key to her house. Like I go do monostructural work at her place. I'll walk into her house. She'll be filming power abs. I'll wait till she's done. We'll chill. We'll talk for 20 minutes. Like she'll ask me about my life. Like we'll talk about hers. And, and dude, she's just, she is one of the coolest people that I've ever met. Yeah, and her power abs whole like programming is like killing it, killing it. it. Yeah, yeah. She told me the numbers of like how many people she subscribed, and that was like a year and a half, like year and a half ago. And I can't imagine what the numbers are now. It's like, God, unreal. Super. That's jealous. what I mean. Like, yeah. it, you know, she's 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 in a place where she can capitalize on that, and so definitely taking the time away from. The competing, you know, to be able to work on that other stuff, that's, that's awesome for her. Yeah. I mean, you could only do CrossFit for so long, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, I have a kind of like a weird question. So um, you since you've been in Underdogs, you've been there for a while. So what what does Underdogs Athletics mean to you now 
compared to when you first started? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, Throwing some hot takes here. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I think that like, so truthfully before I got, or whenever I had got here, um, underdog, like we didn't have like a camp name. We didn't have anything going for us. And so the way that it felt was like, you know, we were just kind of obviously not a couple of like ragtag athletes, but like, I felt like I was, I felt like, I felt like I was the underdog of, or I, I mean, I still feel like I am the underdog of the group, but like, you know, you're with these really high level athletes. And so, you know, for me, I'm always feeling like I want to try to prove something like I want to try to prove myself to them or prove myself to Justin or to the world, you know, now. Um, and as we've gotten a name behind us and as we've kind of gone down this road and here we are now a year later, um, I think that that idea of being the underdog has really hit home with everybody. Um, I think that everybody kind of feels this, not like chip on your shoulder, but just kind of feels this edge to be like, yeah, like, you know, we're maybe not getting the love that everybody else is getting, or we're maybe not getting the attention or, you know, maybe people aren't picking us, but like, we're going to show you, like we're, we'll show you one day. And, um, you know, kind of just that idea that like the, the wolf climbing the hill is hungrier than the wolf on the top of the hill. And that's kind of the idea that I try to take and that we try to take into training every day. It's like, you, we've got to be hungry. Like we're, we haven't made it to the top of the hill yet. Um, and, you know, that hill is always, we're, you know, we're never going to really reach the top of it. It's always True. moving. Yep. But, yep. Um, you know, we got to show up like hungry every day. Like we're, we, I think that we kind of feel like we're a group of people who maybe, you know, aren't blessed with the most like, talent uh or, or aren't like inherently most you know like hey this is god-given skill and talent and potential um we all believe in that potential in ourselves but like we have to show up every day and work hard for it and, and bust our ass and, and put everything into it and so i think that as we've kind of put a name to the underdogs it's really started to show just in the the mentality of the group every day like whenever we show up we're just hungry we're just ready to eat Mm -hmm. so do you guys have like a i know you guys are building a whole new gym for yourself so are you guys going to have like a saying that saying like on the wall or anything like that or is there like a saying that underdog athletics has already that they're going to put on the wall? um we don't we don't have an exact saying um that that's a better question for justin because he's kind of obviously the mastermind behind that mm -hmm. i think everybody everybody gets fired up uh differently and you know what fires me up isn't going to fire danielle up but um, that's one thing for me that's been really helpful is just, or that's been really, uh, prevalent in my mind the last couple of weeks, especially training for semis is that, you know, wolf, the wolf climbing the hills got to be hungrier. And so, you know, every day that I wake up, it's just like, what can you do? What, what can you do better each day? Um, and I, I would venture to say that if you talk to each of the underdogs, they would probably all have something similar going yeah. on. I, sh I should have asked that question to Carrie, but obviously, like I, I thought of it like, yeah. like a couple of days ago, and I'm like, oh god, I, this is this is gonna be a good one. So, but I should I should have asked yeah. that last last year. But um, I so yeah. you're you're so you finished quarterfinals. Um, so where obviously they already have the um areas like where you can you know apply for and stuff. So what what um what a um, what do you call it? championships have you actually applied for? Um, are you talking about like semifinals? Like yeah, semifinals. Semifinal? I'm, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, so I, I got placed at the Granite Games. Um, they did 
a seating or they did like a review or I don't know what kind of process you want to call it where they asked each athlete last year, like, Hey, where do you want to go rank it on a scale of one to four? Um, and then I think that they took into place like, you know, geographically where you're at and if there were travel restrictions, this and that this year, to my understanding, they kind of just did a seating, you know, schedule for everybody. So it was just like, Hey, if you're first, you're going here, second, third, fourth, and just went down the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the granite games. I, I got some heavy hitters there. So we're definitely hungry for it. Yeah. Well, this is a good thing is like last year they were throwing some crazy weights, like some heavy weights around and you could throw some heavy weights too. So that's, that might be right up your alley. Yeah. You know, I think that at the end of the day, you just have to be, you have to be confident in your preparation, but you just have to be an athlete. Like you're not going to know what they're going to give to you. You're not going to know how it's going to feel on that day. Um, so just being able to go in and say like, okay, Hey, we've trained for this. Like we can adapt on the fly. We can adjust. Um, I think that my preparation through Justin this year and through the help of our other coaches out here, I think we'll be, we'll be ready for whatever it is. If it's, if it's rowing and wall balls, that's awesome. If it's (laughs) strict handstand pushups and, uh, yeah so you, you obviously you said about strict handstand push-ups so you know obviously there's some workouts that will benefit you know the shorter athletes compared to taller athletes so how do you kind of gauge on you know trying to beat athletes in certain workouts as being a taller individual yeah i don't i don't really look at like what other athletes are going to do because i think that that's a tricky game where you know, you look at a workout and say, oh, well, the best athletes are going to go and broken on this piece, right? But maybe for me, the best score isn't going to be by going unbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something as a tall athlete, like I've learned a lot of that from Ripkowski because he's very much one of those athletes that says, okay, well, you know, yes, the best athlete's going unbroken, but I'm going to break five times and have a five second break on each set. And, you know, I'm going to get fifth on this workout. Um, so I think, you know, really what it comes down to is maximizing your potential and making sure that you do everything in your power to get as many seconds and as many reps and as many points as you can on each workout, um, staying within your lane, right? Like if I try to reach and do something that, you know, Carrie could do, like, that's a great example. If I try to do something that Carrie could do, I'm going to come up short, but if I stay within my power and do what I can, um, you know, as long as I'm doing that, I think that my score will be, I, I can't, I can't be mad at what my score is, right? Like if I have, workouts that i'm doing next to you know colton mertens who's five foot six or however tall he is right yeah i can't be mad if there's 10 of that style of athlete and i get 11th place you know Mm -hmm. but if there's 10 of them but i get 25th place and i'm like well i messed this up and i could have done this better and i I rested too much here too less here like those are the kinds of things that i think about in workouts Okay. All right. Yeah. I kind of have the yeah. same, I have the same thing. Cause there was like this, um, I, I've told this story before, but there's this, I went to this CrossFit gym and there's this 18 year old, like cross country, you know, athlete, he's in high school and he was like half my size. And so we did a pull-up workout. And so I was filming it just to see, you know, just to get, get my, make myself better. And I stopped and I paused and like, what, what number are you on? And he's like double to where I am. And so I looked at the video. I'm like, every one pull up I have, he's already banging out like two in a row. And I'm like, all right, well, I can't, yeah. I can't, there's no way I'm going to be able to beat him on that. So there must be like another like running or, you know, heavy weights or like the, the Olympic lift at the time. And like, I have to gauge on going unbroken some other way just so I could beat him mm-hmm. in that workout. 
Yeah, that's another thing that I like to do too is like finding areas within workouts that like I know I can push on or knowing, you know, where my level is for that. Whether like the other day we had a heavy, we had a running, so it was 400 run, uh, 100 pound dumbbell snatches, box jump overs, and then chest to bars and, and handstand walks. And going into that workout, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get smoked on the, on the chest to bars and handstand walks. Mm-hmm. So you have to give yourself enough time to let other athletes kind of catch up to you um, and hope that you'll stay a little bit ahead of them and then make up more time on the next piece. So it's just like that. It's like figuring out little things within workouts or like figuring out, okay, if I break here for 10 seconds, can I go unbroken on this piece and make up my time and, you know, catch that person that was right ahead of me, like whatever it is. Um, And so especially like as an athlete, whenever you're looking at points over a weekend, you know, you've got five, six, seven workouts, you have to be able to maximize those points. And so doing things like that, being able to say, okay, hey, you know, it's running in heavy thrusters. I'm not going to be faster than somebody on heavy thrusters, but I can smoke them on a run. I'm going to go ahead and try, try to do that. You know, I'm going to push yep. this run or push this piece and see, see what happens from there. Yeah, very cool. So um, obviously um, I did hear that you were now a coach at Underdog Athletics too. And so how did, how did that come about? Yeah, that was, um, that was really Justin looking out for me. Um, you know, and some things that happened to where I was out of a job and needed, you know, something to kind of keep this dream alive. And he was like, Hey, you know, we are launching underdogs athletics as a blanket template program for now. We're going to get to the point where we need some individual coaches for people that want that. Is that something that you want to do? Um, and so really just him, you know, having the faith and trust in me that I would get the job done and not, you know, not, represent a, uh, anything bad for his company or for his name um yeah and, and just him being able to to look out for me there that's really where i got started uh with the coaching side and okay been doing it for almost a year now so it's been really fun very cool so um obviously like each coach has a different style of you know training people and showing people you know what to do and stuff like that so what's what's your style of training like to yell at people get in their face no, I'm, I'm like the opposite i'm like the most laid-back coach um what i like to do is just let people like let them understand that i have a lot of care for them whether i communicate that on a daily basis or not um and so like sometimes what i'll do like i did it this week i like sat down with a couple of my athletes and i literally like showed them the big picture of what i was of what they were doing um, you know, and, and this is people who are, you know, maybe a couple months into their progression or whatever, but I'm like, Hey, this is why you're doing this piece. And this is why you're doing this piece. And this is why you're doing this piece and broke it down like piece by piece and just said, Hey, th- you know, these are all the ways that these are connected. This is what this is going to help. Um, like, I understand that maybe I don't communicate with you on a day-to-day basis, but I do have all of these thoughts behind all of your programming and like, you know, trying to respond to them, trying to do um, to, to let them know that, that you care about them. That's what I'm trying to do. Here's all my underdog friends. <laughs> Wave hello. What up? This is Thomas. How's it going? Is, that's Danielle, Kyra, and Christine Best. Oh, very cool. Walking with some Chipotle. Yeah, nice. I love Chipotle. Love Chipotle. Told you. It's crazy here. People just hanging out. Yeah, very cool. Um, so, um, what are your goals to for coaching? Are you trying to like you know get more clients? Are you trying to like 
learn different techniques of coaching? Like what, what do you, and obviously being a CrossFit athlete is the most important thing, but you know, yeah. what, what are you trying to do as a coach? Um, so really, I think that they're, they're connected. Um, I'm realizing that more and more, I want to spread my message to people, um, and spread, you know, the idea that if you believe in yourself and if you put that effort into yourself, you can create, uh, whatever goals you want to create for yourself and you can accomplish those. And doing that through coaching is really cool because you can, you know, you, you can, you can, like, I, it almost feels like I'm, like, both leading the horse to water and, like, teaching them how to drink the water. It's like you, you're showing them what to do by, like, giving them the actual programming. But then you're, like, teaching them how to, you know, work hard and focus on themselves and, and you know, do the right things for their body and, you know, sleeping, eating, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you're kind of doing that in ways that show this person that, like, yeah, like, I do know how to do that. I do know, you know, how to eat well. Now I can hold, you know, you hold them accountable for a little bit. And then they're like, you know, you go a week without talking to them or two weeks. And they're like, oh, hey, I'm still doing this, this, and this. Right. And so it's just that idea of like being able to kind of guide somebody along, um, but get them to the point where like, you know, I, I don't want to work with an athlete for three years, four years. Like at that point, you know, if you are based on what your goals are, but like at that point, I want to be able to let you like, let go of my hand and keep walking. Right. Yeah. And like yep. get to the point where you can do that stuff on your own. Like you now have the knowledge and the tools. So you're almost teaching them how to, you know, how to do these things for themselves. Um, not like the nitty gritty of writing program, but you're teaching them how to, you know, make mind muscle connections. You're teaching them how to, um, you know, how to pair together workouts or how to approach workouts and, and attack different weaknesses and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, hopefully that answered the question, but that's, that's what I try to look at whenever an athlete leaves me is like, did I, did I leave as much of an impression on them as I could have? And if not, how could I have done better? Yeah. I'm the same way too. Cause I was a former personal trainer before I became a medical recruiter because I needed better insurance for my insulin. So that was like the only way I could do it. So, um, yeah, like his, my, my main goal is when I had, when I had my clients was, okay, I need you to know what you're doing after I leave, because mm -hmm. obviously I was at a global gym and it was like not a CrossFit gym or anything like that, because some of the people I made some of the people, actually, I made all my clients do CrossFit workouts at the gym. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want you to understand, like, like you said, like muscle memory, like how to move and all that, all that good stuff. So that's my main yeah. thing is like to. Bef when I leave or when you leave, I want, I want the, have the, the other trainer that's training you make it like so much easier for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's, you know, you know that it's different for every person. Like it's, it's, they're at different levels, but like when you do make that breakthrough and somebody like, is like, Oh yeah, I get it. Like that's the coolest feeling in the world. Like yeah. Whenever they, whenever they make that, that light bulb switch for themselves, it's like, there you go. You got yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Or they, or they hold like a 20 pound med ball and they're like, wow, this was, this was me like a couple months ago when I lost like 20 pounds. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's 20 pounds right there. And she's like, they're like, I'm walking around like that. And I was like, yep. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. So, um, we're getting close to the end. So, um, I've seen a lot of your Instagram posts and I've seen a lot of Japanimation shirts. 
So what's your favorite show or like what made you get involved? What, what made you like start liking Japanimation? Um, so actually what got me started was I met Tola. Um, I can, I'll really all, or I'll, I will give all that credit to him. Uh, I was like, kind of just like not watching TV or like not knowing what to watch. And he was out here and I was like, Hey, like, you know, what do you think I should watch on TV? And he was like, Oh, you should, uh, he's like, you should watch Avatar. Start with Avatar, the last airbender. I was like, okay. So I started with Avatar, got into that, um, started watching, you know, Dragon Ball Z, started watching Naruto, um, started watching, you know, Demon Slayer and, and, um, you know, now the list is just kind of going on and on. So, um, I don't know. It's fun. I, I like it. People are always like, Oh, why do you like anime? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I, I love, I just enjoy watching, you know, watching what it is. And then the, uh, the stories behind it are always cool. So, mm-hmm. all right. Very cool. Well, yeah. So out of, out of all the, all the anime shows, which one's your favorite? Oh man. Uh, it's gotta be demon Slayer. Okay. That was the first one that I like really got into. Um, and I just love like the character and the development of, uh, of Tanjiro. So that's my, that's my number one. Okay. All right. Um, so we already talked about you going to, to semis. So, um, do you have any goals for like the rest of the year? It could be like personal or, you know, athletic wise. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will never not say that the game is the goal. Um, cause like that'll always be at the top of my mind. Like, going to the games, being top 10 at the games, making it to the podium. Like those are, that's what fires me up every single day. Like those are always going to be goals. Um, you know, really what I want to get out of this year is like, I went through West coast classic last year, not really, not really fully trusting myself. Um, and then also like letting doubt creep it. Like it was just a very emotional roller coaster last year. And so my goal for this year is to make it be, as opposite of that as I can and just go in and be like, all right, like you're keeping an even head. If you have a great event, cool. Come back down for the next one. If you have a bad event, that's fine. Pull yourself up. You got another one. Um, and so going through each, like I've done that, you know, twice now through the open and through quarterfinals to be able to say, okay, you know, like, you know, you've kept your head pretty cool. Now we've got semifinals as another way to like really test that, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, um, out of my comfort zone around a bunch of other competitive athletes and, and, um, so that'll be a true test, but that's really what I'm looking forward to for semifinals. Um, and I feel, you know, I've, I've always said this, I feel like if I give my best and if I maximize what I can do, that's going to be good enough to, you know, to make it on. And, um, and if it's not, then we've just got some more time to work on it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think that anybody out there is like goes out there believing that they can't uh, accomplish their goals. So, that's really where, where I'm coming at this year is just saying, Hey, you know, make sure that you do everything in your power to, to make that weekend happen. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. You've got more to work on, but, um, don't come away with it saying, Oh, I wish I would have done this. Oh, I could have done this better. You know, don't have any regrets that well. Okay. Well, just remember you have all the tall guys rooting for you too. So. Oh yeah. Appreciate <laughs> all you guys. Um, so what, what's a favorite book that you like to read? Oh, a favorite book? Well, I mean, oh man, I'll tell you what, I haven't been reading as much as I would like to. Um, the one book that I read often is The Daily Stoic. 
and that's just like a little morning read just to kind of help me before I journal. Mm -hmm. Um, one book that I, that I started rereading recently was the, uh, it's called how champions think by Bob Rotella. And that was a book that Justin had recommended to me. It was a, uh, he, he's, he worked as a golf coach, which is cool. Cause I, I enjoy playing golf and that Justin actually plays a lot of golf as well. Um, but it's, it's a golf coach that kind of like uses uh, bigger picture lessons through the lessons of golf. So it's cool to be able to relate to that um, and be able to pull some things from my own training. Okay, cool, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, what's in your gym bag right now? Oh man, right now, not much. I think I've got a couple of bands. Um, I've got some like BCAA pre-workout by Nova three labs. Okay. I've got my new pair of Metcons, uh, spare pair of socks. That's about it, man. Sweatbands. <laughs> I've been I've been packing more like headbands and wrist guards, like wrist sweatbands, because it's been getting hot here. Like it was like ninety one today. Oof. Um so it's back we're back up on that track. So yeah, it'll be nice and toasty. Yeah, you should you should train in Georgia weather. Yeah, it is, it is so humid and like i yeah. so i would train in my basement and it was unfinished and there was like no ventilation whatsoever and so i'd open the windows and it got to the point where like i would sweat so much that like the sweat would just dry up right when it hit the concrete it was so hot yeah and i'm like yeah it's I, i'm like there's, there's times i'm like i wish i had a sweatband there's like times i'm only wearing like you know just the compression shorts because like the shorts were just like too hot and i was just like screw it so yeah, it's it's a whole different a whole different you know breed of just training down here. Yeah, man, that was that was the biggest notice, noticeable change from back home. Was like there, you could feel how hot it was. You could just feel it on you. Um, and I'm sure down in Georgia it's even worse. But like out here, you don't feel it. So you don't. You're like, oh, like I barely sweat. Like it's, I didn't lose that much fluid. It's not that hot. Blah blah blah. Then you look at your thing, or you go walk in the sun. And you're like, oh shit, it's a hundred. Like I've drank two, <laughs> I've drank two cups of water today. I gotta, I gotta get that up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Um, so I know. Let's just say if you're looking for a new sponsor, so what do you look in a sponsor, and you know, what's the kind of relationship you're looking for? Ooh, great question. What am I looking for? I'm looking for a, a clothes company, actually. Um, like some somebody that I like somebody whose stuff I can rep that I like, you know, that's both like stylish that looks good, um, or that's got some of the uh, you know some of the anime throwbacks or, or vintage tees or whatever like that. Um, I don't know. I just I, I like I like companies that like believe in me. Um, you know, like I haven't done like my list of accomplishments is not where i want it to be it's not where i think uh or you know it's not that high yet right like i don't have that big of a track record and so just the fact that people are taking the opportunity or the chance to say hey you know we see what you're doing we believe in you we want to try to help you out like that means the world to me so just like having a couple companies like having waterproof reach out to me um you know and, and you know having rpm and having you know a couple of the other people that have said like hey we we see you on this journey and we want to help you out like that just that means the world to me so you know i i, I guess that that's kind of and that kind of goes along with the underdog mentality right it's like 
you know, being the underdog, but having somebody say, Hey, like I, I'll put my chips in on you, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a really cool feeling. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Um, let's just say today yeah. was your last day on earth. You're lying in bed and you know, you're talking to people and how do you want people uh, to know you as? Man, it's a good question. I, I actually do think about this often. Um, I want people to think of me as, you know, obviously happy, uh, laid, laid back, easygoing, um, always cheerful. But at the same time, I want them to feel like I left them with something or felt mm-hmm. like I impacted them somehow and, and that there was something that I did, whether it was something I said or, or some way that I lived um, that they could look at and say, hey, I want to live my life this way or hey, I want to try to do this, how Matt did it. That's really what I think I want people to you know, look back on and, and try to take from my life. Okay, I like that answer. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Um, all right, so... Um, where can people reach out to you and like shoot you some like crazy DMs or anything like that? Or at Matt Delugos, just my name <laughs> straight up, no abbreviations, no hyphen, nothing like that. Just at Matt Delugos. I won't give away all my information. I can't give away my, my number or anything like that. Yeah. Sorry, ladies. Well, well it's, it, it's, it is funny. I've actually talked to some athletes and I've interviewed them and I've actually connected them through the DMS and I've actually noticed they leave their phone numbers by accident, by, by accident. Yeah. And so I would talk yeah. to him and be like, Hey, your phone number is on Instagram right now. You might want to take that off. And they're like, Oh shit. So, and they re- have to take yeah. it off. Yeah. I did. I have noticed that, uh, it happened to me one time. It was really fucking weird. Somebody just started like calling me and they were like, Hey, I want to talk to you about personal training. And I'm like, they're like, I want to do like, I want to do sessions with you in person like this Friday. And I'm like, you live in a completely different country than me. Why are you calling me? <laughs> And then I'm like, how did you get my number? Um, And it was something with like how I set up the business account or something. I think I got it taken care of, hopefully. But if not, just don't call me. I'm not going to pick up anyways. But (laughs) well, well, thank you. You can call me. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) So, well, I do appreciate you know talking to you and learning a little bit more about you. I I did want to talk about Wadapalooza, but it's getting too late, and I got to be honest with you. It's almost ten o'clock here, and I need to go to bed. So, because I, I, I'm one of the, I'm one of the crazy psychos that get up at like four twenty to go work out at five. So, yeah, it's priorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, I would love to have you back on, especially after Granite Games and stuff like that, and you know, and just kind of see how your year's going. Heck yeah, man. Let's let's uh, link back up. All right. Thank you for doing this. Of course, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Hey, thank you for doing this.